Open Field Radio. Like, subscribe, share, and review wherever podcasts are found. Open Field Radio. Cool people having conversations about agriculture and life. Where ag and life collide. Brought to you by Gowan. Zach Fleischman at Shark Wheel. They've reinvented the wheel. We talk it all right now. Hello, America, and a growing audience around the world. Welcome to Open Field Radio, raising the hip factor in agriculture and bringing it to you AI-free. There is no AI in this show. I do the interviewing. I write the questions. Our team helps put it together. There is no AI going on here. The show today is truly unbelievable. We like to say Open Field Radio is cool people having conversations about agriculture and life and that one degree of separation between ag and life. Well, you know what? This one is right at it. My guest today, Zach Fleischman with Shark Wheel. And you're like, okay, whatever that is. No, get ready. This is mind-blowing, rethinking the process of the wheel and specifically today the wheel in agriculture start small start simple look out it goes all over the place this is big league problem solving with science and application and so many things along with success and failure it's awesome don't forget we love to hear from you you can reach out to us in a number of ways you can find us on instagram or twitter or i think facebook even all of them i believe it's at open field radio also you can email me info at openfieldradio.com or of course you can just get on openfieldradio.com and there's a message chat feature right there hit that goes to one of us right here at the show we love to hear from you got questions or ideas send them our way and as i mentioned last episode open field radio is now coming to you in hd audio and i joked about it but it really is a pretty cool thing clarity all those kind of things we're looking out for you trying to give you the best product we possibly can enjoy it so get ready zach fleischman at shark wheel he's coming at you in plus or minus 90 seconds open field radio Remember that time your dad walked in and said, get off the couch and get a job? And you're like, a job? Come on. Well, here's one to throw in the mix. Skip the job. How about a career at Gowan? Maybe you're in agriculture. Maybe you're in science. Maybe you're none of that. Check it out at gowanco.com careers. Great opportunities available, and they're all cool. Careers right here in America and around the world. Come see it for yourself. That's gowanco.com careers. And tell them you heard it on Open Field Radio. Raising the hip factor in agriculture. Yeah. Open Field Radio. So you know when you're digging around online and you find those lists of if you like this, then that, well, this one's pretty cool. Maybe it's one of those they know you buy the company you keep kind of things. But I found a list that said if you like Open Field Radio, then you might like these podcasts. Check it out. How about Smartless with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett? Not bad. How about the Ben Shapiro show from the Daily Wire? How about Dateline NBC? How about the Daily Show from the New York Times? That's only the biggest podcast in the world. NPR News and Conan O'Brien's podcast. You know what? You know them by the company they keep. That's pretty good company. That's why you listen to Open Field Radio. This is Larry Jamison from Maple Grove, Minnesota, and I'm driving across the great state of Iowa and listening to Open Field Radio. Connecting with the best audience in ag podcasts. One episode at a time, one listener at a time. Open Field Radio. Here we go. Open Field Radio, Season 3, Episode 5, Zach Fleischman, Shark Wheel. It all starts 
right now. Goes without saying you've reinvented the wheel in some way. And I'm sure everybody and their brother says that to you. Yes. Uh, so actually, I have a couple things to show you. I don't know if it'll show up on Zoom with this background, but this <laughs> is a shark wheel. Okay. There so, you go. Um, this shape is six 90-degree turns. So if you put four 90-degree turns together, you get a circle. If you put six of them together, you get a shark wheel. And you can see how <laughs> cubic it is. It so is. it's very cubic. It's actually dead flat on six sides. So it truly is a reinvention of the wheel. Um, and it does some special things. We've done a lot of you know scientific testing on it and uh, years of it through universities, labs, obviously real world. Um, so yeah, we, we, we definitely like to say it's a, it's a different wheel. It's a way different wheel. And when you see it, uh, you see an image of it, you're like, ah, wait a minute, what the heck? Our first point of entry into agriculture, we plan to make a lot of wheels in agriculture, but our first uh, launch is uh, our irrigation wheel. So it's for central pivot irrigation, lateral move irrigation. Um, it's trying to solve a lot of pain points of farmers. Uh, we did over 100 customer discovery interviews uh, four years ago, trying to figure out exactly what farmers wanted in a wheel. Like, what do they want in a picture-perfect wheel for irrigation? Because there's so many problems that are that are caused from deep, deep, you know, ruts in the soil to obviously flat tires. Uh, the list goes on and on. And, you know, so I think there was two farmers that said it half-jokingly, but they said, you know, when I asked, what do you want in an ideal wheel? They said, well, you know, they're they're laughing as they said it because you know it didn't seem possible but they said we'd sure love a wheel that if it breaks we could fix it within 60 seconds out in the field that'd be nice instead of waiting hours or days or jacking up you know a flat tire or whatever they said yeah if i can fix it in 60 seconds that'd sure be that'd be nice well i took that note down when they said it even sure. though it was uh, probably in a more of a joking manner um and you know we tried to see could we meet every single want and need of the farmer to create this new wheel um, to solve, obviously, flat tires, solve rutting. Could we solve it? Could we Could we make a wheel you could fix it in 60 seconds? So um, it took us a long time. It didn't happen overnight by any stretch. It took us four years of, you know, exhaustive research and design testing, a lot of mistakes, a lot of failures, but a lot of successes too. And we finally did it were even able to uh, come up with their dream scenario and figure out how to make a, make it um, be fixed in, in a minute or less. You can do that? You can fix it in 60 seconds or less? Yes. <laughs> Mission yes. accomplished. Now, I must say, I've done a lot of interviews, interviewed a lot of tech people, ag tech folks, those kinds of things. This one is rare, this entire interview, and you will see as it moves ahead and this whole thing unfolds just how amazing this product is. Now, I don't want to get out the cart before the horse kind of thing and say, you got to do this. Uh, but really more than anything in this, the thought process to solve the problem. This is crazy cool. Now, the interview was done on Zoom and you can't see everything that I saw, but on the OFR Open Field Radio website. I'll make sure the pictures are there so you can see this thing. But of course, you can Google Shark Wheel and you'll find it. It's out there. But more than that, let this episode be the motivator for whatever you're working on, whatever you got to do. Is Shark Wheel cool? Really cool. Is the thought process cool? Really cool. You know what? If the job calls for it, figure it out. Reinvent the wheel. What it is is it has these flexing modular paddles, as we call them. So these paddles act as our tire. And there's 30 of them that go around the wheel. And 
what they do is, uh, you know, everything that we do, like our the shape of our wheel is called a shark wheel. It's actually the exact shape of a shark's jaw. Um, everything that we do is based on nature. This all comes from a, a big scientific discovery. So even the paddles, uh, we, we look to nature. And this was, this was specifically designed uh, based on a seagull's wings in flight. So our paddles, they flex. It looks like a bird flapping its wings. So as you apply weight to our paddles or our tire, um, they flex. So there's no air in them and they're made of spring steel with overmolded rubber, and they approximate what an air-filled tire uh, is able to do. And almost 90% of the industry uses pneumatic tires because they dig less of a trench, still a huge problem. But if you could deliver a wheel that obviously doesn't go flat and significantly improves the rut, that would be the gold standard. And it took us a, a while to get there, but we, we did that. For the listener looking at it, it kind of looks like it has, for lack of a better word, fringe, if you will, off the side of the uh, off the side of the wheel, and you can see exactly how they would flex. That surface area is expanded. They grab far out. How wide is that surface area itself? It's uh, so it's interesting. So if you just measure the the full width is is about seventeen inches, um, but we're actually very close to a standard wheels width when you count the berm that's created with a traditional wheel where we don't create that berm because we're actually pushing mud toward the center of our wheel. So when you look at the width and you 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 taking into account how much crop is really killed, not just measuring the wheel, but measuring the, the wheel in the field, um, it's a big difference. And so, we're actually very close in terms of, of the width when, when all factors are considered. And also when you're considering how much crop is killed on the way in fixing a flat tire, driving a truck in and killing the crop on the way in and the amount of downtime that you have not watering the crops during that period. Um, when you When all factors are considered, there's really no issue with us going a little bit wider now without giving anything away zach's upcoming explanation of the shark wheel now let's look at this at face value first things first reinvented the wheel what that all by itself i'm still trying to get my head around but the explanation of the shark wheel and how it operates and what it does and everything that goes with it i can't explain it you listen to this it's incredible. We have consumer products. We have other industrial products. And basically, we just have a technology where we copied nature's motion. So everything in nature moves in a sine wave. Our, our wheel is the shape of a snake or the shape of a shark's jaw. It's the shape of a DNA twist in your, you know, of your DNA it has a double helix twist. It's a, everything's a sine wave. Even how ocean waves and radio waves move, how the planets move around the sun. Everything in nature follows this path, even how you walk. You walk right, left, right, left. Everything is alternating in nature. And so there's a lot of advantages to that. And when you put it on a central pivot irrigation machine and the front wheel effectively is going left, right, left, and the wheel behind it is going right, left, right, you're creating this DNA shape in the soil. And so we have the only wheel that's ever been created where you're not going over the same track over and over again. So we disrupt the soil with the front wheel and then the rear wheel pushes it right back to where it started. So we're effectively filling our own track in and that's why we're not rutting. Where did the idea of reinventing the wheel for agriculture come from? 
Yeah, great question. So my business partner, David Patrick, is the inventor. I do the business side. He's the brains behind it, and he does the technology side. And he actually didn't know anything about wheels. He didn't try to reinvent the wheel. Like I said, this all came from a massive scientific discovery that he's releasing next year. So it's it's the coolest thing you've ever heard. It's fascinating, and it's very far-reaching. It's just it's like a shocking discovery. It's like cover of Time Magazine-type discovery. And, you know, one of the questions was, okay, so you've done this amazing thing. How are you going to monetize it? And it was almost like a parlor trick at first. Like, hey, you want to see a square wheel that can roll? <laughs> it looks dead square when it's rolling. It looks like a square wheel. And so it was like a parlor trick. And then we realized that, wait, there's there's real advantages here, like real advantages. It's actually solving a lot of issues. And that's when we knew it was an actual business. I love the, uh, you, you say parlor trick, but I get it because you look at it and you think, in fact, one of my uh, one of my producers here today said to me, ah, it doesn't work. Because at face value, you can totally see how you would go, I, I don't get it. What's what's the deal with this? What's the response been in your testing of it? Yeah, so we put out our first Facebook post about it. Actually, we put out two posts um, in the past 14 days. I think we're almost at 500 comments in 14 days on our two posts combined. Uh, so there's a lot of activity, to say the least. Uh, somebody posted something on Twitter, uh, so I went and jumped on and responded over there. Uh, but there is a lot of activity over at Twitter about our wheels. So I think the buzz is just starting to get out. So the actual industry has been, the industry leaders have been testing our wheel for four years. So they're very familiar with it, but it's been under wraps. Nobody knew about it, um, you know, except for the few select test farms. And there's been quite a few, but obviously it doesn't represent the industry as a whole. Um, so in large part, nobody had any idea what this was. And now there's starting to be a lot of word of mouth advertisement. We're probably getting between 12 to 15, roughly, farmer inquiries every day. You know, we're solving a problem that needs to be solved, and um, it's also at the right price. So it's at a price that, you know, it's, it's actually, if you look at the the radial uh, prices right now, just for a radial tire, we're, we're very close to just a radial tire price right now. What are the areas you have been testing the wheel in for? Everywhere, uh, everywhere. So we wanted to fail. I know it sounds weird, but the last thing that we wanted to do was bring this to market and then fail there. Sure, uh, that's sure. not where we wanted to fail. So we wanted to fail as quickly and as plentifully as we could early on. Um, so we've, you know, tried to find the most challenging farms um, from Oregon to Georgia and many places in between. Uh, the, our biggest test bed has been Nebraska. And Kansas, I would say, is our two biggest test beds. But we've tested everywhere. I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you how many states we've tested in. Uh, we tested in Maxwell, New Mexico, at a farm uh, that had very serious rutting issues. I believe it was their tower number one that had the biggest ruts, actually. And they would consistently get, like, 14-inch ruts um, on tower one. And so they did a, a real test. Um, they had an industry-leading radial and dug a 14-inch rut. And I believe they used a track filler, like a V-plow type of a track filler, and they filled it back up. They put a shark wheel on, and after three times around the field, uh, we had a one-inch rut. So same, you know, tower, same conditions. So a 14-inch rut compared to a one-inch rut. Uh, that was a big home run for us and was representative of many tests that we've done around the country. Some other really interesting ones that we never anticipated. 
you know, so and, and keep in mind, this is actually all public information. So the National Science Foundation funded this whole project for four years. And the reason they, they gave us three funding rounds to because of the success that we were having. And again, we were having failures and we had load failures. We had wheels just collapse. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's what we had. We sure. had many wheel failures. Uh, we had traction failures. We, we've kind of seen it all. Um, but we needed to see it all. We needed to experience that and, and you know, design it uh, accordingly. But one of the things that we found uh, in several test farms was we were late delivering uh, one season. So there was existing ruts already that they had to put us in into the field. So one in particular, it was a five-inch rut. They put a shark wheel in, the, in that track. They put us around the field twice, and it was a two-inch track. Um, so we're actually repairing the road because we're we're, put, we're we're constantly sweeping soil toward center. We have the only wheel that pushes toward center. We do not push soil away from the center. That's you know something again we didn't anticipate that we could repair existing ruts, but we have multiple data points and. It's not me out there in the fields measuring. These are the industry leaders submitting data that goes to the National Science Foundation that becomes public information. You're listening to Open Field Radio. So here you go. EcoSwing from Gowan, USA is an OMRI-listed botanical fungicide created using proprietary plant extracts. Gotta love it. EcoSwing is labeled for use on many different crops to control powdery mildew, botrytis, monolinia, alternaria, and several other diseases. And it's a global leader in fungicidal control of several key pathogens. EcoSwing makes a valuable addition to your integrated pest management program. Add another mode of action to your disease control defense and combat possible resistance from overuse of other actives. EcoSwing. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Company. Greatness is hard to come by, but it's my job to find it. Open Field Radio. Cool people having conversations about agriculture and life. It's that simple. It's that one degree of separation. It's where ag and life collide. Open Field Radio, wherever podcasts are found. I feel like the more shows we do, the more we get to know each other. You know what I mean? I know you, you know me. Oh, look, we're just regular people, right? I mow my yard, you mow your yard. Regular stuff. And when it comes to promoting open field radio, I need regular people to tell other regular people this show is happening. So tell somebody. Knock on somebody's door, call them up, send them a text, whatever, and tell them you're listening to open field radio, and by golly, they should be too. It'll be awesome, I promise, because that's what friends do at Open Field Radio. Quick shout-out to some folks we know are listening to Open Field Radio. Big hello to Moline, Illinois, Cincinnati, Ohio, Las Vegas, Nevada, Goldsboro, Maine, Emporia, Kansas, Kosakoi, Turkey, Sao Paulo, Brazil, and Batyam, Israel. Thanks for listening. From the Gowan Global Studio deep inside the Lee Hotel, this is Open Field Radio. Obviously, it starts with irrigation pivots. What's the vision in agriculture moving forward? Great question. So... Mark, the second point of entry in agriculture almost found us. Um, again, another benefit that we didn't anticipate, a lot of our pictures from the testing and from our measurements and stuff show crops growing in the wheel track itself. And it's because we're sweet, we're not pressing into one spot. We're kind of sweeping the soil left and right and left and right, and we're not pressing. So even though we didn't try to solve soil compaction, we have a lot of data that shows that we significantly improve soil compaction. And in other agriculture applications, that's the most important thing. Um, that's not 
anything in irrigation, but in other applications, it's huge. So we're actually in late stage development already for our sprayer tractors, uh, sprayer tractor wheels. They suffer um, from soil compaction as do many other vehicles, but that's our next point of entry will be uh, sprayer tractors. And the existing wheel for the pivots, now if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it's a complete wheel along with the paddles. This is not a tire that goes on your existing rim, correct? Correct, correct. So the wheel is designed specifically for the shark wheel paddles. So the whole, yes, we sell the entire assembly. We're selling a wheel and tire assembly. Now in two and a half years, we have yet to break one paddle. Not one has broken in any test wow. form. But if it does, there's your 60 second fix. It's two bolts out, two bolts back in. The paddles, you know, are relatively very, very inexpensive. Uh, it's just, you know, one small piece. Uh, one small puzzle piece. Um, now, if one paddle breaks, if two, if three, if four, if five, if six paddles break, it's still going to roll. It's still going to run. It's not like a flat tire and you can't run the machine anymore. So it's just not going to give you the same rutting advantage. So, you know, even if these paddles do break, which again, not one has in two and a half years, but if it does, it's not a concern. It's not like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to have downtime and I can't water. It's That's not the issue. It's just, you're not going to get the the same benefit of, of rutting because you're not going to have the same surface area. But yes, this comes as one complete wheel and tire package. It's one skew that we're selling. This is not something you can just put on to a, another tire. It's specifically designed. The wheel itself has point, it's a sine wave shaped at points and it has very specific structural integrity where it needs to have it. Well, and for the listener, if you got to go online and check this thing out because it is, when you say modular, Zach, to think of a modular wheel, a modular tire, a modular anything like that on your vehicle is kind of hard to get your head around, but it literally is. And each paddle attaches to that wheel individually. This is not one big solid mass full of paddles attached to a wheel itself or to a hub itself. And those are the pieces that are replaceable, correct? So that's correct. So that was, you know, again, it, this modular design, not only was it used, uh, you know, to fix in 60 seconds, the design, not only was it used to flex and increase surface area, but it was also designed to take stress out of the drivetrain. So all the other airless tires out there put too much stress on the drivetrain, except for ours. So ours is, is doing that flexing motion, and it's acting as a compliant wheel. It's a flexing paddle, and it's taking all of the stress off of, not all of the stress, of course, there's you know, 10,000 pounds of weight on top of it in many circumstances, but it's taking a lot of stress off of the drivetrain. Well, in the simplicity, if you will, of the airless tire and that kind of idea, this is, I mean, the more we talk, the more I'm like, this is a complete rethink of the whole process of the entire thing. Thank you. Yes, it was it was a big rethink and it didn't happen overnight, as I said. So, yes, it's a big rethink. And actually, let me. it's interesting how this happened. It wasn't our idea. The wheel is our idea. But what happened was we aired on Shark Tank. We aired on the season finale of Shark Tank. And uh, two days later, we showed up to work at you know 9 a.m. start time. And there was two farmers waiting at our door. And they said, we're pretty sure you guys solved the biggest issue in central pivot irrigation. And that's how it started. So, um, you know, we're a wheel company and we 
know that our technology works very well in, in most cases. There's actually one huge weakness of a shark wheel that I can touch on in a second because it's just interesting. But, you know, it was these two farmers that showed up that flew in to meet with us that said, we're, we're pretty sure, you know, theoretically, just thinking about it, you guys solved it. And um, that's that's how this whole process started. That's fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. What was, just because of my own curiosity here, what was the Shark Tank experience like? It was a great experience. It was amazing. You know, I'm a, like a student of the show, so I've seen, <laughs> at least when we, when we filmed it, I had seen every single episode before that. Uh, since then, I haven't seen every episode, but um, we, we studied up. We had a strategy going on the show. We, we were prepared. Uh, to go on that show. So it was awesome. It, it was interesting. It was the, the funniest part to me. Like to me, I wasn't nervous about any of it. You know, it was just so much preparation that I could spit out numbers, spit out whatever we needed to do without any thought. Um, but the one thing that was very nerve wracking, I'm not sure if they did this on purpose. I found it to be amusing after the fact, but what happened was we're, we're sitting right behind the stage and we had asked, you know, how much time until we go on? They said at least 10 minutes, at least, you know, they're, they're still working out. It's going to take at least 10 minutes, but we'll tell you when. We're like, okay. So I'm sitting there and, um, you know, getting ready. And about uh, just a few seconds later, right after they told us on the intercom, it said, and in 10, nine. And we're like, what? <laughs> and and, and it, what, they counted down to one, boom, doors open. You just walked out. So it was like, are they trying to catch us off guard or what? But that was the only part where I, you know, I had my brain set on, okay, I have 10 more minutes to practice this and to rehearse my, you know, line. Cause you do a pitch that's a rehearsed line. So I'm sitting there and then they just totally caught me off guard with a 10 second countdown. The door is just open and they're filming. So that was one part that I won't forget because all of a sudden my heart rate jumped up, you know, twofold. What's it like? I mean, that, that show obviously got a lot of big thinkers. A lot, it's all. I mean, it's it's a big deal. There's no doubt about it. And yet, you guys are obviously very thorough. So it's kind of like the meeting of these, you know, two big entities, so to speak. Your thoughts, their thoughts, coming together. Is that not pressure? Well, what happened during the the, the taping of it, which I didn't even know if they're going to be able to air it, because it, it was just constantly the sharks up there and me and David, my, my business partner, the inventor, and we're all like talking at the same time. So you have one shark asking me a question, a different shark asking him a question at the same time. And they'd say, do you have a patent on this? Yes, we have worldwide patent. What was your revenue last month? Oh, our revenue was this. Why is it called Shark Wheel? Oh, it's called Shark Wheel because, and we're both answering like turbo. So I didn't know how they're, how, how they could have people talking over each other. I mean, like seven people talking at one time and ha try to come up with an episode out of this. But then you see, oh, they have the power to mute microphones and edit it nicely where it's a coherent conversation. And But it felt just like a, a barrage of crazy questions that we could never answer a full question. And it was just, you know, a firestorm of back and forth. Wow. Well, very few of us ever get that experience. So high five to you guys for succeeding at what was the result? Or can you tell me the result? Oh, well, you got to watch the show. <laughs> you so watch that's, the, that's the answer right there. Yeah, you got to watch the episode. Right. I, I, I can I can spoil the ending of the episode for you if you'd like. Um, but, but yeah, we, we did shake hands. I'll say that. All right. There you go. We'll leave it with that and we can go check it out. Check it out from there. I've got to be honest with you. I've talked to a lot of tech people, ag tech, a lot of farmers, a lot of folks on this show. This is truly, me to you, this is fascinating because the thought process to this is uh, starting over again. And I, I don't want to over 
exaggerate that, but I'm I'm looking at you on Zoom. I see the graphic behind you on Zoom, and you scratch your head and you go, wow, somebody really did rethink this whole thing. And it's very, very, very impressive. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. There's, you know, a lot of work that goes behind this. And again, we're just copying nature. So, you know, like I said, we didn't even know anything about wheels when we first started the company. Um, but we knew that we had a shape that did special things. You know, it's one thing for me to tell you that, hey, we had good test results or, hey, we had, but, you know, we just partnered with Ranky, who, you know, was one of the industry leaders in irrigation. So that is now public information that everybody knows that Sharkwell and Ranky are, are partnered. We're about to announce another massive, massive partnership um, in the next few weeks here, a very big partnership that we're very excited about. And I would love to tell you, but I can't, uh, but I will be able to tell you in a few weeks. So yeah, we have a lot of, uh, and we're partnered with with a, a big chunk of the industry. Let's just say that. Yeah, we, we have some really exciting things that we can tell you. Ranky's the only one that I can tell you that's an absolute industry leader that's already public information. But um, but yeah, we, you know, tried to create, we didn't try, we didn't build a wheel and then hope people buy it. We, we asked exactly what, is needed and we developed what they asked for. Well, you you kind of headed off on my next question, which was distribution for this or the, uh, you know, the path to the market. And it sounds like you got that figured out. Uh, we never have anything fully figured out. It's always a moving <laughs> target. Um, there's always a million challenges, no matter how smooth it seems. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a constant grind every day, no matter how things are going. So, um, you know, we definitely have our strategy and it's always a shifting strategy. But, um, yeah, we're very happy with where we're at and we have a tremendous amount of interest in the product. And we constantly are placing larger orders as we have more interest. So, yeah, deliveries start. Uh, I think the first wheels that will get delivered will be right on the end of January, early February. Uh, most people ordering now will start getting their wheels in March. Um, but we'll be, you know, hitting before the farming season. So I have to, I, honestly, super impressed, overwhelmed on, on some levels here because this is such a great rethink of something we see every day. Never stop to think it could be different, right? Exactly. I mean, the, the old, I mean, you know, it's, it's a thing that's said all throughout society, well, don't reinvent the wheel. And then right. people will talk about it. it's, it's a limiting phrase that people say not to do it. Um, so, you know, in fact, I think it, I, I looked this up like a year or two ago, but the definition of bad engineering is to try to reinvent the wheel. It's like a given that you shouldn't do that. You know, we, we have a different uh, mindset over here. <laughs> Congratulations. You know, yeah. You know, and like I said, you know, I would like to touch on the weakness. I, w I want to make sure that this sure. doesn't sound like all rose colored glasses. A shark wheel is a terrible product um, for any application that leans or tilts. It's not meant to tilt. So just as an example, it will never be on a motorcycle ever. Um, it's just not what it's meant for. And it's a big weakness and it's just not what it's for. So, um, you know, applications that do not lean or tilt, we tend to have significant advantages in. And we're fortunate that most applications do not lean or tilt. You know, there's two-wheeled scooters, bicycles, uh, motorcycles. Um, we've actually never tried it on like a wheelbarrow before, so I can't say, but we might not work there. I don't really know. But yeah, that's just a big, a big weakness. And typically in engineering, when you when you're better in one category, you're typically worse somewhere else, and that's where we're worse. 
Very honest. I like that. That is very cool. Speaking of cool, you guys also make skateboard wheels. We sure do. Yep. We make skateboard wheels. We make roller skate wheels. We make luggage casters. We make industrial casters. We make furniture casters. We make pallet jack wheels. We make forklift wheels. And there's more, obviously, on the horizon. So, you know, in the wheel world, there's actually only a you know, limited amount of wheels that you can make. It's just uh, you scale it up a little bit bigger and you call it, you know, it's a luggage wheel. And then you change it this much and it's called an office chair caster. And then you change it this much and it's called now a <laughs> shopping cart wheel. And sure, it, you know, it, sure. they're, they're all the same thing. So, you know, our, we, we've really just been an R&D company. So Shark Wheel has just heavily been an R&D company. How do we make this thing? So when you said we make skateboard wheels, that's where we started. Because a very low, you know, we're, we're building something that's this big, not a, you know, 300-pound farming wheel. Um, we're, we're, we're doing something that's simple. It doesn't take much capital to, to build it, relatively speaking. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why we wanted to start there. It gives us, you know, a social media presence. We have over, I think we have over like 70,000 social media followers between all of our platforms. And we're able to pump out a lot of great content. You know, if we started in forklifts, there's there's not a ton of great material to use there. You know, there's not a cool factor. You know, when you're a wheel company, there's you need to think strategically also about how to build the company. I mean, it's a business. So, you know, there's a lot that went into that. But skateboarding um, was, was something where people only buy the wheels. Whereas if we wanted to sell it on strollers, nobody buys a stroller wheel. They buy a stroller. So we had to pick markets that made sense for us to start out in. Well, as an old school skateboard kid from a long time ago, the minute I saw skateboards and agriculture connected, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fun. If people want to see this thing, want to look at it more, dig into it further, where can they find the information? Sharkwheelag.com. Okay. I'm going to name drop here for a second, but you know, when you're hearing about some crazy, weird square wheel and listening to something that sounds a little, little crazy, I think it helps to, you know, know that there's a lot of major companies behind this and that are buying this wheel uh, for a reason. It's not, again, just me saying, hey, it's a great wheel. That, that doesn't, you know, go too far. Shark wheels, as of pretty recently, are now on U.S. military deployment bags. So the army just bought thousands of, of bags now that have shark wheels because we do so well going over any type of a rough terrain. Um, we now are on NBA and NFL products. We're on PGA Tour golf bags now. We're on um, Samsonite luggage. We're on the industry leader, uh, Samsonite. We're on um, Harley Davidson products. We're on, we're on so many different things now. So we're, we're really aligning ourselves with major companies because with the technology that looks this crazy, you need to have, you know, big companies to, to, to show that, wait, this is, this is a real technology. It's not just a funny looking thing. As if this is a new product. Yeah, it's new to agriculture maybe, but you guys aren't new to the industry. We're not. No, we're not new to the industry. Um, you know, we launched, basically we started, we started shipping our first product towards the middle part of 2014. So that's when we shipped our first skateboard wheels. Um, and, you know, it's been a process. It's been like, how do we, how do we make this wheel? It's so hard. I mean, it took us a year to figure out how to make a little luggage caster. It's like we failed so many times trying to make a little luggage thing. We had the worst performing luggage in the industry for a year. 
until we figured it out. And <laughs> we figured out that, wait, it wasn't the wheel at all. We were trying to fix the wheel. It wasn't the wheel. It was how it attaches to the luggage. We have to be at a slightly different angle. It's like, well, there's no blueprint on that. We had to fail until we figured it out. So it's like we tried to fix the wheel a million times until we realized it's not the wheel. It's the angle, how it attaches. We're different than a normal wheel. We need a different angle. So it's like, oh, okay, well, now we're the best performing caster out there. But it's like it took a while to figure that out. So we've always been an R&D company. And now that we have so many wheels out, we are transitioning into just a sales company now for the first time. Well, you reached out to me, and I'm sure you've reached out to other shows and other things. Are you getting good response on our side of the line from your product and, and the interest? Yeah. I mean, it's like a snowball being built up, and we're, we're trying to build that snowball as, as quickly as we can. And, um, you know, I think we're doing a good job. We are a very, very small team, and we intend to stay that way. You know, we're, we want to grow through partnerships. We're not trying to compete with those big companies. We're trying to partner with them. Um, we look at ourselves as just, you know, we're a piece of the puzzle that, that can improve products, and that's all we're trying to do. So, you know, we're, we're getting a great response throughout the industry. I think a lot of people see that, you know, the first time they see it, they're a little skeptical. They don't maybe understand it immediately, but then they start seeing the data, and they start seeing the partnerships, and they start saying, oh, wow, I guess this thing is real. Coast to coast and around the world, you're listening to Open Field Radio. If you haven't heard it, it's new to you, right? Gowan USA has a broad selection of herbicides, fungicides, and insecticides to deliver customized solutions for your crops. Gowan provides the right programs to fit your unique needs, standing behind our products with expert service and support. And Gowan USA is family-owned and operated right here in the United States of America for over 55 years. That's a long time. Check it out for yourself at GowanCo.com. And now you know. Open Field Radio. Like. Share. Subscribe. I love to tell you about things that I like. And that's the only reason I want to tell you about them. And if you're like me, I take notes on post-it notes on anything. I'll write something down. But then what? I lose them, right? Well, here. If you're like me in that way, get yourself the Adobe Scan app. I love this thing. Get it on your phone, right on anything you want. That's right. Get the app out. It's Adobe. Come on. It's going to be quality. Snap a shot of your notes with the camera in the app. Bingo, bango, bongo. You save it. It's a PDF in your phone just as you wrote it. From there, you can share it or do whatever else you want to do with it. But the one thing you won't do, I promise you, you won't lose it. Adobe Scan in your favorite app store. Cool people having conversations about agriculture and life. Open Field Radio. And now back to Open Field Radio with our guest, Zach Fleischman at Shark Wheel. I do a thing on the show. Uh, the American farmer right now, as this is an ag-centric show, the American farmer right now is, I would say, pretty beat up, pretty tired. It's tough out there. I do a thing called thank a farmer, basically. Encourage, thank a farmer. I'd like to throw it to you. If you've got anything to say to the ag industry in that way, just of encouragement or of thank you or of anything from your experiences within the ag industry, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Um, I'd like to thank farmers in general. I think it's probably the most important job in the entire world. I don't know what other jobs more important. Um, you're feeding everybody in the whole world. Um, what's more important than that? I feel like they just don't get enough credit in general for what they're doing. Huge thank you just to farmers in general. Huge thank you to all of our testing partners. Thank you for allowing us to 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 fail and to create wheels that uh, effectively disintegrated on your property, uh, because you were part of a solution that that ultimately helps people. And 
Actually, we have, just to throw one last thing out there, through the National Science Foundation where this was funded by, they hired a company um, called Dawnbreaker. It's a commercialization company. And so they do a third-party analysis on your technology. So the, their their analysis is that we could save farmers up to $26,000 per, per farming season um, by using our wheels. And there's there are a lot of factors that go into that savings. But, you know, that's another thing is that we, we hope to return that thank you, that favor, and, and save people money and save people a lot of headache on those horrible, horrific ruts that are never fun to, to go over or to fix or whatever. So, we, we, you know, we want to return the favor in, in that way as well. Um, so, yeah, big thank you to, to everybody out there that has worked with us and that we have yet to work with. You've been listening to Open Field Radio from Gowan Company. Like, share, subscribe, review. Everywhere podcasts are found. The views and opinions expressed by the guests of Open Field Radio are theirs and do not necessarily reflect those of the program. All rights reserved. No duplication or redistribution without permission.